Hello there, folks, and a happy late uh, Christmas holiday, baby. Like, because we're late all the time. Uh, it's December. I brought you movies. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Welcome to Movies Are Real for the month of December 2019. Uh, we're recording this on time, but it may come out like three weeks. It may come out in February. Um, this is the podcast where we talk about the movies of the month prior, what we're looking forward to the next month. December 2019, the final month, last time I checked in 2019. Ryan Lance, how are you feeling? I Look, man, we saw some movies, and I'm just thrilled to talk about it. I'm a team player. Um, I'm definitely not going to say anything. I'll be kicked out of this podcast. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, no, producers I, I... have told me to stay calm, <laughs> so I will not be removed. Okay. Oh, okay. I had no yeah. idea what you were referencing. Uh, Carrie, how are you doing? This is me. This is how <laughs> I win. <laughs> Uh, and I'm George. I realize I never introduced myself. I never introduced myself on this podcast. Do you want me and Ryan to start doing it? Maybe. Uh, somebody asked how I'm doing. How you doing, George? Uh, is, what am I supposed to say? Uh, Would know. you say that this is how you win? Oh, uh, yeah. This is how I win. Uh, no. Wait. I'm going to come. Wait, wait, I got it. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. You having a good time? <laughs> that fucking guy. <laughs> Yes. 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 Uh, December. We will not be talking about not yet. uncut gems yet. No. Uh, Stay tuned. Or at all. No, just kidding. There's a lot of stuff here. Uh, December, usually a month filled with motion pictures. I feel like a lot of more Oscar uh, Beatty movies. And I didn't see that many. I mean, Cats... You know. Hey, hey, hey now. Hey, wait a minute. Let's not, let's yeah, we're jump jumping the gun. We're yeah. jumping the gun a lot here. Uh, listen, you know what? I would call this movie a sort of Oscar Beatty movie, but it feels very sincere, and so I won't say that. And that's Dark Waters. Uh, Mark Ruffalo does it again, folks. He's back. <laughs> uh, Dark Waters, the movie about the uh, DuPont Corporation. Uh, as we all know, corporations are our friends. I love brands. I love companies. Uh, mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos would never do anything wrong no. to me, ever. No. <laughs> <laughs> but according to Mark Ruffalo, the pans are people. Um, so yeah, this movie is about sort of spoilers, I guess, if you didn't know, because I think it's easy. I think a lot of us here in this podcast are, I would call myself an idiot who doesn't know oh. anything about what's going on in the world. I, yeah, same. So, so whenever there's a movie that's just based on a true story, it's like, wow, it's the first time I'm hearing about it. <laughs> how, how nice. <laughs> how nice. I'm excited. Um, so yes, this is a movie about sort of um, the lawyer who found out that, hey, uh, Teflon is kind of not the best thing. The chemical in it is not sort of a... Uh, you can't break it down easily. You can't drink it. You can't drink it. If you drank a lot of it, it'd probably be bad for you. Um, and so, yeah, this is the movie about the lawyer who sort of was inspired by a farmer who came up to him and his, he, he was a lawyer who defended these companies. Uh, and he's all like, uh, my cows are dying. And he's all like, how many cows? That's Mark Ruffalo. And he's like, 109. And he's like, 109 cows? Um, that's probably one of my favorite lines for that movie. A hundred and nine. Um, so yeah, he sort of takes it to sort of make, try his best to dig it into these companies because, this company, because sort of they fucked not just the people in West Virginia, but they have sort of fucked the entire planet. 
Um, now I won't spoil how the movie ends, but I love the ending about this movie. This also has uh, Anne Hathaway and uh, Tim Robbins, who always plays a good character in every movie. Um, he was the guy from... Uh, was he in Titanic? No, I'm thinking about Billy Zane. No! Was Billy Zane in cahoots with someone in Titanic? I, I, I don't think I've ever seen Titanic. Really? Yeah, no. You haven't seen Titanic? I see the, I've seen the last like 10 minutes where that guy falls off the top Tim of the Tim Robbins ship definitely did not last his back on the railing. That's Tim awesome. Robbins, I remember. Tim Robbins was the guy who was like the guy who produced the Titanic. She's like, I built it for you, but Rose. Blah, 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 blah. And then he dies looking at his pocket watch. Um, anyways. <laughs> Is that separate from the iceberg? Like he just dies. <laughs> he he like goes down with the sh- he like tries he like just he doesn't get a life preserver he doesn't even try he just kind of oh. kills himself. What a dummy. Sort of, kind of. Anyways, uh, I think this movie. I said at the top that these sorts of movies based on a true story about like one guy uncovers the truth and he's like they knew all along. That's people. Uh, I think this genre can sometimes feel I don't know a little bit insincere. It's sort of. Bohemian Rhapsody effect is what I'm calling it now, where we sort of uh, have sort of rose-tinted glasses or sort of make a legend out of this thing that was like, it was a big thing, but it wasn't that big of a thing. But I think Mark Ruffalo, and even though he produced this whole movie, I think he comes out pretty sincere. And I think the, at the end of the movie, like, it doesn't end the happiest. It ends like in a very realistic manner that helps it feel not like a rose-tinted glasses sort of deal. Anne Hathaway uh, plays his wife. I think she's also very good in this movie. Um, she does a very good uh, upset Anne Hathaway performance. Yeah. Um, Dark Waters. It's very good. I like it a whole lot. It's in my top ten. But I've been rethinking it because uh, that was like the top of December, which might as well be January <laughs> for all intents and purposes. Uh, Dark Waters, folks. Um, Oscar. We're talking about the awards, baby. I've been hearing a lot about this uh, this Adam Driver fella. Ooh. <laughs> And this, uh, what have you heard exactly about him? Uh, I've heard and his that he face and or body. I've heard that he, some may say he is the, the sort of uh, figure that one Timothy Chalamet aspires to be. I would say that. Uh, wow, you too. I would say that. <laughs> oh, I would agree with that. I definitely did say that off camera. Uh, camera. Camera. Uh, um, Mary- it's got one of those little fucking lapel cameras, <laughs> like a super spy. <laughs> Um, Marriage Story, a Netflix uh, distributed motion picture. Um, so, so here's the thing about Marriage Story. I knew in the last podcast we talked about, oh, it's coming out. I only know that it was highly anticipated and that it's good. I and I assume it's about a marriage that doesn't work out. That's all I know about it. Yeah, and that's it. Scott Johansson, yeah. Adam Driver, doesn't work out. The the whole movie is like the intense um, divorce process between uh, these two um, formerly married uh, people. Okay. They used yeah. to love each other. They used to love each other. Also, now... God damn it, Laura Dern's in this as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back at it. And Ray Liotta. Wow. He... They're the two lawyers. Yeah. Oh, of course. Ray Liotta's a lawyer. Um... Well, Ray, Ray Liotta's the, like, intense lawyer. Yeah. He's all like, He's like women. I don't, I don't fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> look at my piercing blue eyes. <laughs> look at my, look at my unblinking eyes. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So is this movie really just about, is it a, it sounds like it's a performance vehicle for these. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think um, Noah Bach, Bombach, Bombach, um, all of his films are very, like, performance driven as well as um, 
the, the like the writing of the characters he's really good at like natural dialogue that kind of like stumbles over each other it's very similar to another movie we watched uh this month where kind of things are just happening on top of each other and it's kind of a lot going on a lot to consider but as opposed to that movie where it's uh, a mindfuck field of, <laughs> of anxiety this is more of like this is sad and horrified <laughs> and just just the worst and in a way where you know it's hard it's hard to like pick like a lot and a lot of times with like these divorce movies or any movie about a breakup it's very easy to like take sides, sides yeah. um, sure. but like the big part of this is like you don't really it, it tries to it's like super balanced yeah it's very okay. balanced and it's very clear that both of these people you know they're neither of them are perfect but neither of them are like inherently like evil or flawed they both love their child a lot they both care for each other still despite the fact that you know they know that marriage will no longer work out for them um but they're just kind of stuck in a situation where they kind of have to bring out the worst in each other um, to try to get what they want and what they think is best for their child. Um, but, you know, it it just kind of ends up, like, not being what either one of them wants in the end, I feel. Yeah. Um, and I, I appreciate that. I think it's very good to have a movie like this where it doesn't paint someone to be, you know, the bad guy in the situation. Although it definitely, I, I have seen a lot of people try to take sides in it in discussions I have and I just I, I don't know I don't agree with that but it's still it's fantastic Adam Driver gives a killer performance Scarlett Johansson as well back at tying those shoelaces she's so good at it um but yeah I love this a lot it is number three of the year for me um and yeah Terry what do you what did you what did you take out of this uh I cried a lot watching oh this same really? I cried four times I cried four times you think it was the same time <laughs> oh my god with same cries uh huh. no, but uh it's it's a very very intense movie and I've seen a lot of people like making fun of the the argument scene because that gets posted on yeah Twitter and that's the thing I'm like and uh it it, As people I genuinely trust with their movie opinions, would you describe that those the performances in those scenes are actually intense? If you take it out of context and just watch it, then no. But if you watch the entire movie of them like slowly losing their patience yeah. with each other, and like they start off super composed with each other and very casual, but then one of them will like up the ante in this way, and then the other one feels like they have to get on top of it. So then it's just slowly their relationship degrading even further yeah, that, beyond any point that... of repair. And then that is like the culmination of everything that has led up to that. So it feels intense in the moment as you're watching it. Hmm. But I can see how it looks kind of silly if sure. you don't haven't been sitting with it for that long. But yeah, it took me a while to realize people were memeing about that just because, like, I had known the context of the scenes where the people who... At first, I was always like, oh, people were like, oh, this is a great scene, right? Because it is. It's a great <laughs> yeah, scene. But they were like, oh, this is ridiculous. Like, no, it's not. It's sad. It is sad. Um, and I think the... And I haven't seen this movie, but I would say in this defense, even not seeing it, I think, like, if this movie is about relationships and when people disagree, those fights out of context usually sound very silly. Yeah. Especially, like, mm -hmm. at, when you're at the point when you've reached... Uh, when you're just being petty and you're just trying to one up each other. Yeah. So, like, I, then, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Then okay, cool. That's who is Laura Dern in this movie? Is she a mom? She's uh, Scarlett Johansson's uh, divorce lawyer. Oh, okay, cool. I just Laura Dern's got a big mom energy. So I was like, is she one? <laughs> is he one of their moms? She is. She is a. I think everyone has like 
a great monologue mm-hmm. in this movie. Oh, okay. Laura Dern has a very good one that, that makes a very solid point. Ray Liotta, I don't think so. Ray Liotta <laughs> just is always, like, kind of scubby. We can't take sides, but I will stand against Ray Liotta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, but... But not a fan of him, but not a fan of huh. him or you know what his character represents. Although it does make sense, you know why why they would go Adam there, Adam yeah. Driver had to go I there. Do like the part where uh, there there's like a scene where they're preparing for the trial and because uh, Adam Driver starts off with a different lawyer because he can't afford Ray Liotta. And then uh, at a certain point, he's like, fuck it, and switches to Ray Liotta. So they, Scarlett Johansson and Laura Dern, had been preparing for this other lawyer. And then Ray Liotta walks uh. in, and Laura Dern's like, oh, shit. And she goes over, and it's Ray Liotta. And it's like, I'm same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. But it's a good movie. It's great. Um, a big, a big tearjerker. I have seen it twice. I love it a whole lot. All right, I will um, watch it. I especially love, I feel like it's one of those movies that has like a really great opener as well. Um, it opens up with a scene of them like. Oh yeah, is it chronological? Is it like here's them at the beginning and then? It it begins with like their the divorce has started. Oh. But okay. the beginning of the movie, they're having like this couples therapy session mm-hmm. and they're both reading letters about like why they love, or why they loved um their partner. And in that sequence, you see flashbacks, it's like a montage, oh, a montage okay. of like it's Adam Driver reading his note about everything that he loves about Scarlett Johansson, and it shows you. Those, you know, okay. those moments, Scenes. yeah. Okay. And it's it, I think that's a great introduction to, you know, where these characters were over, like, the past ten years. And then, you know, you see where they are now, which is miserable. Mm. Huh. And, yeah, okay. it's fantastic. Cool. Love it. Love it a lot. All right. Well, I guess that's Marriage Story. Uh, cool. I'll watch it. You guys sold me on it. Uh, the Two Popes. Dope. What is this? Uh, this is another Netflix movie. And uh, it's a uh, based on true events one again, and it was from the time in 2013 when Pope Benedict uh, resigned, and uh, but not really Pope Francis took over for him, and so it's just kind of uh, detailing. And Anthony Hopkins is Pope Benedict, and Jonathan Price is Pope Francis, and it just sort of shows when Pope Benedict is first inaugurated elected? basically yeah <laughs> elected when he's first chosen by god yeah and uh when he first takes office <laughs> and, uh, and uh then it's prime sort of, minister yeah, and how he is like this german pope and he's more conservative and then pope his name isn't Pope Francis. I don't remember what his real guy name is, but uh, he's. It sort of shows their relationship and them getting to know each other, and Pope Benedict seeking help from the would-be soon Pope Francis, and then when he makes that decision to step down, and Pope Francis is like, "What? Do you, no, we can't do that." So it's just it's a lot of those two old dudes sitting down talking to each other, and it's an interesting movie. It's pretty fun, and uh, it has a lot of Pope Francis, uh, like telling Pope Benedict about pop culture, and Pope Benedict being like, "Meh," because he was like, he was uh, Pope Francis was a humming dancing queen in the bathroom. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is like, "What hymn is that that you're humming?" And he's like, "Oh, is dancing queen <laughs> Abba." <laughs> so there's just lots of little moments like that. It's not nothing groundbreaking or 
totally like gonna come up in end of your discussions but it's a it is a movie movie. if you enjoy performances from anthony hopkins and jonathan price which i do okay check it out two popes um all right not even two popes could save us from this next movie uh to recap folks we've talked about dark waters uh marriage story and the two popes ah boy um, again, we wind up when we hit these Mount Everests of discussion and discourse. There's sort of a surprise because, um, you know, we don't talk about trailers and stuff on this podcast often. So no. we never decided, like, that cat's trailer, huh? Uh, I think we might have mentioned it. We, a we times. Def- we, we've mentioned it every <laughs> oh, yeah, episode, probably. Um, and here it is. It has here. unleashed onto the masses. Um, Man, I, what what what's his name? Uh, Carrie, head of the opera guy, isn't that this guy? Oh, Andrew Lloyd. Webber. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Fucking there you um, <laughs> so, Tom Hooper, uh, you may know him as Le Miserable. He did that, right? Mm-hmm. He did. Um, the Danish girl. Danish girl. Awful, Ryan's favorite movie. Awful, offensively awful movie. God, Dude, I that movie it. feels like five years, five like eons ago. How how old was It was that probably movie? like five years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It feels a long time ago. I want to say like 2013. So y'all saw Cats. <gasps> yeah. There is obviously a lot of takes and discussion about this movie. Well, let me tell you why every take you've heard about this movie is wrong. <laughs> Oh no! That's right. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> what? But the, I saw a trailer from the people who made Cats that said that the critics were wrong and that it's a fun movie. Is that what the trailer said? I saw uh, one of the those, accolades like, one of those, trailer. One, no, one of those damage control trailers yeah. where it's like, don't you want to have fun at the movies? And it's James Corden being like, "Yeah, I say that to you." And it's like, Ugh. this Twitter <laughs> user loved Gotti. I mean, cats. <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, so what I'm asking is like, as two people I trust and two friends of mine, what is the what is this movie? Carrie, and where does it fall apart? Is it fall because Carrie first explain to George your, the drinking game you made up about this movie, please. <laughs> Actually, okay, so. before that, I want can somebody explain to me? Well, I don't I don't know. I know you like Phantom of the Opera, Carrie, I but I don't know how much. You can talk about Cats as a stage production and as its history. I've I've never seen it as a stage production. This was my only, uh, okay. <laughs> my only. Or thing that with one Cats. thing. I I don't. I know that it's one of the longest running stage productions ever. And I watched this one YouTube channel called Movie Bitches, and they were talking about this movie, or and they were talking about this movie, but then they were also talking about the stage show Cats, and they both said that they have never seen it. But they know people who have seen it, but they know no one who has seen it and liked it. So I think that Cats just, as they say, became a thing to do in New York. (laughs) And has stood the test of time time because of that. It's just something that you do. So I don't know. I can't say. Like watching watching the movie, I can kind of get why it would be interesting to play because like it's all about like the costumes yeah. and like they go into the crowd and like it's a very the songs are clearly very like they fill the auditorium with sure. like the sounds. And if but when it's a movie, yeah, and, and that's where this falls up. Nineteen, which I didn't even think about. Again, we we're not even getting into it, but like, it wasn't until I thought about the actual thing. Like you should have known. You're fucking up from number one, from step one. Because when I think about the theater, yes. um, there it like wrestling. Oh, there is a suspension geez. of disbelief. <laughs> you are yeah. in 
You yeah. are here participating. You want to be sold into the story, into what is happening. So you give yourself a little bit to it. Uh-huh. And when you have something that is so extravagant, so loud, so bananas as cats, I can see it being a thing you go to see like people do and a production that people put in. Yeah. But maybe once you make it all CG and maybe... Mm. Not finish what? it. <laughs> Maybe then the splendor of it, if any, kind of falls apart. And is that what happens here in this movie? Yeah. Me and Carrie have discussed this movie at length. And, like, oh, yeah. we have broken down that, like, every single, like, process of, like, a film is bad in this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everything the, is wrong. Everything is wrong. <laughs> like, like, the CGI, yes. Like, I think that goes with that same. Right, and that's what I want to get over. Like, what is actually... The, but, like, oh, the, the wait, set... Wait, 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 wait. The drinking game yes. was... Oh, yes. Uh, you have to watch the movie with Ryan in order for this drinking game to work. But you take a drink every time you hear Ryan go, oh. Because <laughs> according to Carrie... I'm it very, happens so It much. happens It happened a lot, bro. Every, I feel like every once in a while, my brain would, like, remember what's happening, and I would just go, oh. <laughs> Just so like just a, just a pure that... guttural, instinctual like just reaction. It's one of the weirdest theater experiences of my life. It's weird because we were movie. almost killed on the way to the movie, oh yeah, and then someone tried accident. to take my someone seat. Tried to take your seat for Cats 2019. I think he was in the wrong theater. He I was either to... in the wrong theater or he bought it for the wrong day. <laughs> Either way, not the movie to have that argument for. And, and so your, was funny. your cat? It was your cat's uh, uh, studio audience going in this completely straight face? You feel like this they was, wanted to see Taylor Swift. They wanted to see Taylor. There Swift. was there was a family down front, and the children were bored because obviously the yeah, children sure. are bored. Don't cats. bring your kid and they to were, cats. Like, walking around the theater, oh my God. and oh, then wow. the rest of the people were like. 17 to 19 year old yeah. pairs of girls. Yes, and we well, assume obviously they were Taylor Swifties. Swift fans. Yeah. Obviously. obviously. <laughs> There's me and Ryan yeah. just sitting there laughing at everything that happens. Which I kind of feel bad for Swifties because, like, she's. Why? Why? Because, like, she's in the movie oh, for two no. minutes. Oh, f- fucking and, like, that's... I don't give a shit. I know, but, like, <laughs> do you think they're upset? No, Probably not. they're gonna love it. Like they love I know. anything she fucking does. Are you kidding me? But she's in it for two minutes I at the end. That's what you There's get. Eighteen songs before they get to her. Oh, what? she's at the end. Yeah, she is. That's what you get for going to a movie to see Taylor Swift. But like back to like how this movie is flawed in every conceivable way. The set design. The whole movie it's is so is weird. supposed to. So like the cats are like cat size, but yeah. they're people. So like, the sets are like. The bit is supposed to be that everything is bigger, like scaled up, so that everything would feel like they're small cats. But there's no consistency to it. Yeah, it wasn't consistent it. at all. So the cats would go from being like rat-sized to human-sized to cat-sized, I guess. Because like, there's a part where they're in a bar. They're in like a milk bar. And also, where the fuck are they? All the businesses are cat-related. <laughs> but, because we see humans in the movie, too. You don't see any human faces, but you see the figure of the woman who throws the main character cat away at the beginning of the movie. The ballerina. Yeah. The, There's she, the presence of a gets... dog as well, which feels like the size of a bear. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of, like, the scene it's in. But, yeah, it's everything's just 
off slightly because like there's a part where the cats are all in the house and they have jewelry on and she's got a necklace on and it's like massive on her and it's like if it's a pearl necklace i don't feel like no, it would it be shouldn't. huge right. on a cat but yeah. i don't know so it feels like there wasn't a lot of thought put into the consistency of the size of the cats which whatever but it's very like takes you out of the movie not that if you were ever going to be in the movie but, but it I feels mean, like, like a sonic 06 energy production yeah. oh, no in terms of the music as well, I was hearing someone talk about Les Mis, um, and apparently with that movie, uh, in order to like have like the music on set feel like more free, he had them sing it live. He had them sing it live, but also there was no like metronome to it. He just like guys just sing oh, it, and then sure. we'll fix it in post. Oh. And apparently, it seemed like they did that with this one too, mm. which is weird because you yeah. think you'd have the people learn the songs and learn the rhythm of yeah because this the... one's a lot more dance yeah than yeah Mis, which doesn't so yeah because let me doesn't have the scenes where like there's the, the, the parts group. where we are breaking like you are we are having the musical moment where we're all in a song and dance it yeah. is usually characters having a moment or another moment with a character. Yeah, and it's not like a big. It's not huge. Dance number. Like yeah. the biggest numbers, I guess, would be like Master of the House, but that's just yeah, chaos. Sure. So there's no dance number there, or the one at the end where all the dead people are singing, but they're not fucking dancing. Yeah. So that that is a weird choice. And then in terms true. of like this, like I don't know how the story of, I've heard from some people that doesn't really follow the story of the play really? very well, hmm. and I don't know about that, um, because I don't know anything about it. But every, this whole movie is just Francesca, Francesca, Francesca Victoria, whatever her oh, name her is. Oh, her name's Victoria. Her actor name is Francesca. Oh, okay. Then I was somewhat close there. <laughs> um, but she's just tossed into this world randomly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the main one. Which, like, you think she'd know some, it's, I, I guess the implication it's like she, if a, is if like she was a, a normal cat and when she got thrown in the street, she became a cat's cat. But there's normal cats too. Rebel Wilson is the house cat. Yeah. And that she's... goes into my main flaw of the movie is the whole movie is just them introducing a new cat to the audience. Uh, and the then the cat <laughs> sings a song about their gag. And the main chorus is the cat's name. Every single Every song. single time. And every song is seven to eight minutes. <laughs> and you hear the cat's name a thousand times. And for the love of God, I cannot remember a single I really cat's can't. name. There's Skimble Shanks and uh, Macaroni Fuck Club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's just, it's just mind-numbing. And then if we want to get to the CGI, yes, the cats look bad. We knew that. But there's points where the CGI is worse. Yeah, it dips in quality. It dips in quality. Really weird. Like, like their hairlines move around. Yeah, and, and like there's weird broken. choices. Like with um the mice. It's, I was gonna begin with Idris Elsa's cat. Um, he starts up wearing a jacket. Okay, that and then was a good and choice. then and that was a good because at the end of the movie he takes off the jacket and his fur his, is his, so his cat's cat fur is very short. And yeah. shiny, and, and it's the same shade as his, his like skin real life tone. skin tone, so it just looks like shiny naked Idris Elba. Yeah, and it's. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no! It's like shiny naked glossy Kendall, <laughs> horny Idris Elsa, because it's so horny too. It's very. 
It never stops. It's relentless. Is Taylor this Swift having sex relentless. with anyone? No. Well, she's got, she's got the biggest baps. She does. She does. <laughs> and, the biggest cat baps. And I don't know about that. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't know. Choice. It's bold choice. Yeah. Well, because the the main <laughs> they, they 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 took the the bulge out of uh, Jason Derulo and added it to Taylor Swift's chest. That's what happened, right? Because the main. Yes, the main thing of this movie is that they're gathering that night for the Jellicle Ball, which is the right. Uh, That's the whole point of the thing. Yeah, they're right? they're Jellicle all cats. The Jellicle cats and an Jellicle cat. Oh, uh, I did a short hear, hair. I did, <laughs> did hear a description from the same movie bitches video where he said that it's from the the T. S. Eliot poems where Jellicle cats is like a a like. Cockney way to say dear little cats. So it's like dear little cats. Jellicle cats, cats are a fictional type of feline from the stage musical. <laughs> well, yeah, we know that, mm-hmm. Ryan. <laughs> but like, why? <laughs> what is the mean of an a jellicle cat? Jellicle I don't cat. care. Yeah, I don't it care. doesn't fucking I don't matter. Care. The explanation that I heard was that it's dear little cat, but smushed all together. It'd be like dear little cat. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. That's the explanation That's I heard. Stupid. Yeah, it's fucking dumb. But, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so they're all gathering for this ball, and then uh, Old Deuteronomy, aka Judy Dench, is gonna pick one of the cats to die. A, a sacrifice. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it is a sacrifice, but to to move on to a new life. I guess and it's like their next life out of nine. I, guess. I would guess. I don't, I don't know. know. But Idris Elba is the bad guy, and he wants to win, and his uh, way of winning is just cheating and eliminating all the other competition. Through magic. Through literal magic. Through literal, like, Thanos snapping magic, which is, <laughs> like, not it's not set up. Like, magic isn't slowly built up. It just, at one point, Idris Elba comes by and snaps Rebel Wilson away. <laughs> She's gone and, and she's just the, on a boat. The look me and Ryan shared, we were in pure shock. We're like, what? <laughs> he's just like, meow, snaps her away. We're like, what also, speaking of Rebel Wilson, I'm, there's a lot of side tangents here, but me and Carrie made a, I made a bet to Carrie that... If, we were trying to figure out how long it would be before she fell down. Yeah, it, it's immediate. Rebel Wilson falls, this is the first thing her character does. And also, I think maybe her musical number might have been the worst in terms of like what Cats is as a film in terms of bad CGI, bad set design. Well, that's the one that got viral. Weird, cho- yeah, weird choices. <laughs> and thank God, because I feel like no one believed me. And Ryan, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We saying how awful it was. Because, yeah, it, th- that scene has the mice, which are smaller and has the weirdest faces. The, I thought they were ants. There, there's mice and cockroaches. Oh. The cockroaches are what are in the clip. The mice oh. happened right before that. Oh. And yeah. that was the first instance of because oh. <laughs> it's like it feels like they like pasted it was so creepy it's it so looks like it weird looks, it, it looks like those fucking toys i don't remember they were like the boobas do you guys remember those those velvet butt plug shaped things that, <laughs> it was like a, a sack of goo with a baby face even smell on that? it goo B-O-O-B-A. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. They look like that. That does have that energy. But Except yeah, the it's mice, more that the face has The mice outline, did but... have, like, children, like, almost baby-like faces, so too. Yeah. And Rebel like... Wilson also did that thing where, like, she unzipped her fur yeah. to have oh. the dress, which... I, 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 it's I, upsetting I, how it just I, happens, and it just, like... We get... Why do the cats 
clothes. <laughs> yes. Why does the why also? Do those, why why does, does she wear a skin suit over why, her skin? Why do those breakdancing cats have Converse on, Ryan? Why do oh, so many cats wear? They're naked, but they wear shoes. It feels like Tom, <laughs> they wear shoes. Tom Hooper. So it feels like. <laughs> Tom The Ho- arrogance of him. Tom the arrogance of him. He has made he's adapted a musical into a motion picture. So yeah. it feels like this movie is like as long as it's a musical and the audience is walking into a musical, we have a lot we have a space where we can play with where the audience will give us some leeway and give us something to work with. Yeah. And they are stretching it like this car is on fire. Mm. Like it's like I can't go anymore. <laughs> you need to change the stuff. Um that's what it feels like. Cause that's the only way I can explain that scene. <laughs> it's very bad. Um it's and then nothing Which happens, happens in wrestling a lot. Which is like something where it's like, oh, everyone is like knows it's fake, it's whatever, and then you do something so stupid, it's like, we can't buy this. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. You lost me. You lost me. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's not really anything to gain. Like, uh, Victoria doesn't learn a lesson other than be nice to the slutty cat. What was? Who's the why do people cat? hate her? Jennifer Hudson's character. Oh, memory. Like every. She's like she's like a disgraced, shunned cat. Yeah, but I don't get they, why. They say why she like went with Idris Elba, and then did something, and she thought she was a glamour cat, and then uh, I don't know. But like from like the tone now of she's like, homeless. From I the guess. tone of her song, it seems like it. That song is very sexual by nature, in a way. Why? Memory, yeah. I guess. Touch me. Well, <laughs> like, I think obviously. it's just more about her lamenting the passage of time and how she isn't what she used to be. But if you touched her, I mean, you would, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the only way I know that song is from this movie, which is so horny. I just associate every song with this movie with wanting to get your dick Weird wet. cat dick. Weird cat dick wet, which is just a bulge, I guess, or whatever. Um... <sighs> So, okay, so it is... let's talk about the ending real quick. Oh. Um, the ending were, well, they uh, didn't so... CGI the hands. Yeah. Um, so Jennifer Hudson wins, obviously. Yeah, and, and she, she goes she in, goes a, in a hot air balloon out into the sky that <laughs> she's never seen again. Yeah. And uh, then the last song is Judy Dench, and they all, all the cats go outside and they gather on this big statue. And Judy Dench turns and looks into the camera and begins a song about how to properly speak to and care for your cat with respect. And, and don't worry, one of the lines is, a cat is not a dog. A cat is not a dog. And then, yeah, every time she says something, it cuts to the wide shot of all the other cats repeating what she's saying. And then it horrifyingly cuts directly back to her still staring at you. It, it's like, please let me leave. It happened like six times. There were there were two parts of this movie where I was like, I can't believe this is still going on. Uh, that scene. You, you were uttering to yourself, kill me, kill me, kill me, yes. kill me. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was doing that. But the other part where like it kept going and I wanted to stop was the wonder, the majestical Mr. Oh, Mistopheles. Because mm-hmm. that song is literally them just saying that. Yeah. For seven minutes. Because he can't get it up, Ryan. I know. I <laughs> get it. Help but it's miserable. It's so miserable. And yeah, that that part of the end, just kill me, please kill me. It's like <laughs> you ever have one of those like waking nightmares where like you're awake, and, but the nightmare is still going, and your brain sleep won't... paralysis. Yeah, is sleep... Judy Dench your sleep paralysis? Now, now she is. It used to be like shadow people, but now it's cat people. <laughs> now it's Jade Judy. 
booty <laughs> a Bane booty bench <laughs> standing in the corner of my room telling me that my cat is not a dog. I I get it. They're different things. <laughs> and so does it end after that song? Yes, I think eventually so. I it think ends. So. I, I, a, the movie eventually <laughs> I ended. I blacked out. <laughs> and then the credit song is Taylor Swift doing some other fucking song. So yeah, so I feel like the thing that people are might get a, get from the outburst on the internet is like, is it really that bad? Yes, <laughs> it somehow is worse than anything you could ever imagine. <laughs> it's 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 maddening to me. Everything about it seems like it was... Because, okay, like, when the trailer dropped, it was like, okay, maybe this is bad, is horrifying, but I expected that the movie was made competently and they knew what they were doing apart, like... Uh, yeah. And it turns out, like, there is a, there is structural problems <laughs> and technical problems that makes this whole movie feel like a rushed-out Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 yeah, mess. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog that they didn't have time to fix. Yeah. Um... Because it's like it's gotta come out, and they literally on didn't Christmas. have time to fix because they they, they made a redux it. version of the movie. And now I'm bummed because it's like unless someone like did oh, a, yeah, a straight whip of that I'm high sure, quality. I'm pretty sure we got the nightmare version. We oh, had no, we had to because you got it. You got the day it came out. Um, Good thing I was recording the movie. We saw the version the director didn't want to see. We saw the unfinished version. We got the most uncut version of uncut gem. Yeah, the most uncut gem of them all. Oh my god, that's gonna, history I'm, right there. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a remix of uncut gems, but instead of finding an actual like Jeb, he found the original copy of Cats 2019. It's gonna be a niche meme. Yes. I'll retweet it. Thank you. <laughs> Is that all we have to say about Cats? Uh, oh, I'm kind of, I'm upset that I, again... That you uh, missed it? Well, that's the thing. I'm very good person who's like, I don't want to watch a bad movie in a movie theater. Um, and I was like, man, you had to do the thing. Like, we gotta fucking fix it. We gotta send these horror drives. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, man. You missed out. <laughs> And then I have to ask, like, I have to be like, hey, oh, is this, is, you guys got the bad one? You guys got, <laughs> like, uh, I, I, did you I get the take, hand cut? Yeah, bold take. I think all of the cuts are bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think you can release a, I think this movie is definitely beyond repair. Can you imagine, like, why fix it at that point? Yeah, like, at that real. point, you know what you have. Why sink more yeah, they're money just, into why it? Why sink more money yeah, into it? Yeah, because they knew they weren't going to make the money back. You're not going to make the money no, back. Just no, let no, it be. No, no. So, Just let it die. <laughs> like, maybe they thought, like, if they released the article, like, hey, we're fixing the, we're fixing the movie, they would get more people out there to yeah. see it right away. That's all I can think of. They, but they were, but everything they've done has been a bad or choice. They had, or maybe they still thought they had a chance at an Oscar nomination or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the funniest that I've ever heard. That is because that they is, pulled all their that is all their some, for your considerations. That so. is some Paramount. I was so sad. When that I is, saw that. Uh, that's some Paramount nominating Transformers for you know because they, they 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 did the for your considerations Transformers every time Transformers came out and it's like no you're not gonna get anything man you're not but this is worse because it's actively hey, the worst Ryan, thing possible. You miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's true. Right. That's true. That's true. That's true. What a shot. <laughs> Well, 
You folks saw this movie before watching. Um, that was a bad choice. That was a bad call. <laughs> what do you I'm mean? Like, it was hilarious. But then after Cats ended, I turned to Ryan and I was like, I don't think I ever want to watch a movie again. And well, I got like, some well, bad news. We have tickets for another one in 30 minutes. <laughs> no. Wait, which one? Star Wars? Fuck! <laughs> Star Wars, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, The that's, Rise of Ryan's Big Angry Boy Mood. That's true. That's that's my title. Yeah. Uh, I would describe this movie as another we gotta get this out the fucking door movie. Yeah, for real. Which is so, weird because they had plenty the of time. They, yes. So, okay. I don't even know where yeah, to the, Where do we... I want to go through this because we have a lot of stuff to talk about. I'll just lay this on the on the line here. I think Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is a bad movie that completely wastes the energy and time of everything that they laid the groundwork beforehand. Yes. It feels like, and I described this to Ryan in the car when we were talking, it feels like when you're making it, you were making a birthday party and you forgot that, oh no, someone's allergic to nuts and you got a nut cake. And it's like, we got it was a very expensive nut cake. We got like the fucking, we got like the, the wait, best. Wait, 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 is, is Last Jedi the nut cake? In uh, this situation? I'm confused. Were, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is the whole thing, like okay, the whole thing, we've been prepping, the whole Star style, Wars, the new the, millennium. The new millennium was Star Wars, because we got a, because the cake is a, a nut cake, and it was a very tasty nut cake. But it was like, well, now we can't. They're gonna die if we give them this cake. We yeah. can't do it. But we gotta have a party. We, we can't just not have the party. Well, it's like go to Walmart and get a fucking cake. I don't know. And it was like, oh well, fucking. I they like chocolate. They only have vanilla. I was like, well, we gotta have fucking party, man. <laughs> and here's the cake, because it feels like a movie. They ha they had they had to make a movie. Like they had to end it. And so so Star Wars. Rise of Skywalker is the Walmart cake you settled on. What? A hundred? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because it feels so... That is the Dairy Queen was closed and it is and it is 11.30 p.m. And I remembered your birthday. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, boy. And so that's my problem with this movie. Carrot cake. My problem with this movie isn't what they... Oh, I mean, what they do with the characters is a symptom of them fucking up the cake. Um... <laughs> It just so cynical. Like yeah. I, we 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 are hard on Marvel movies all the time, yeah. um, but they at least know what they're oh, going. They have, they a, have a map. They yeah. have a, a goal. They have yeah. a, if if they are utilitarian, they at least have a purpose. But sometimes, like a Thor Ragnarok, that Thor Ragnarok, that utilitarian step to the thing you want to get to sometimes has enough room and enough like creative energies to be exceptional and stand yeah. out. On its own. While also being in line with... While well, also doing... Accomplishing their, its goal. Yeah. Accomplishing your job. Which is like, hey, in this way, we need Thor to go from here to here. We what you do doesn't matter. I don't matter. care, but you are doing this and this. Mm -hmm. And boy howdy, it seems like they had no idea what that was. And once people got angry, they fucking buckled like cowards. And they didn't know what the fuck to do. And they put out a movie. That's the problem with this thing. It's just so fucking lame. It's so yeah. lame. <laughs> like, it's weird because, like, I feel like we're probably going to go full spoilers here. Because who cares? Yeah. At this yeah. point, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, it, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But, like, honestly, from the... I'm sorry that we're do doing this to our listeners and you're going to hear us complain about this oh, movie. Oh, well, yeah, you know. Whatever. They know what they do. They know. They know what they, kinda, they, know if what they, they got They stuck into. around through the cat's discussion. 
But like honestly, for me, like from the beginning crawl, I was like, I'm yes. gonna hate this movie. <laughs> from the be- I did like the, the dead speak. <laughs> from the be- yeah, but it's so like insulting. It's like it's. It's like, hey, just so you know, nothing matters. For the record, Ryan not a big Star Wars fan. No, 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 no. But that's the thing. Like, I've, I've had like, neither. I've <laughs> had like an upturn because, yeah. well, because Last Jedi was like kind of inspiring for you, and it was like, yeah, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, and this then is. J.J. In- well, Abrams was like, <laughs> to be fair to J.J. Abrams, I was put in the toughest of spots. He was, yeah. But like for me, it's like when we were in our age, you know, the 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 early twenty somethings. You know, when we were growing up, the prequels came out when we were kids. So, yes. like, I feel like and for was all like, of us, the prequels were how we got into Star Wars. And look, those movies are bad. They're bad movies. They were disappointing when I was a child. Because like, yeah. this is the thing you adults are all fucking going crazy yeah, this about. Is the, yeah, this is the first Star Wars this is movie. I don't get it. I don't Why get do it. Why do people like this? And then eventually I saw the original ones. I was like, these are Same here. I was like, oh, fine. this is pretty good. This is all right. These are fine. But I liked The Force Awakens because it had characters that were interesting and diverse and And the things they set up uh, were interesting enough that... And they had that Star Wars fucking fake weight that I am... Okay, I will partake in this. I'm coming to the party. I'll join in. It sounds fun. (laughs) Yes, it set up just enough where it's like, okay, I feel like I'm watching this event as it's beginning. Yes. And then... Fucks it all up terribly it loses, in the worst way. It's like, it just completely loses its mystique. Yeah. It's like, it's just gone. It's like, it's like the fucking, if the Popeye's chicken sandwich was just like some fucking McChicken. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, and I, I was telling George, I, I did some research on this. Um, on The Force Awakens. I got some Ab- documents here. JJ Abrams, <laughs> like, he wrote outlines for how he envisioned eight and nine to go. Ryan Johnson came by. I was like, I don't like that. I'm doing my own thing. Oh dear. Um, and in my opinion, he did a fantastic job. The Last Jedi is a great, not even great Star Wars movie, but a great sci-fi. I think it's good. Movie. I like it. It has issues, but I, I, I think it's I, fine. I, I really love it a lot. And That's, he also wrote. It's certainly the most prettiest Star Wars movie. That, I, I agree with that. I think prettiest and like most bold. I. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like. Let's see how to, I don't love it, but that's just because I found it mostly just like boring and nonsense noise. But I like that it was trying something different. Yes, it's not trying to just be a Star Wars. It has no. a flavor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That isn't just let me please the people who like Star Wars. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Um. Yeah. But then this movie comes along and not only like forgets everything that that movie did or set up, but actively makes everything else worse and meaningless. It doesn't even continue. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, man, they should have just JJ the whole thing. This feels like he's even contradicting himself on yeah, The Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like... It doesn't even feel like he made it. It feels like this weird parallel ninth movie that came out in a different world. It's got a Justice League energy to it. It's almost like the writer of Justice League wrote this movie. <laughs> Did he? Yes. Oh. The writer of Justice oh, League and Batman v Superman wrote it. this movie <laughs> with J.J. Abrams. Whoops. That's why it's not very good. Yeah, that's why it's like huh. the, that's why that's why it's literally the I'm worst. Glad, I'm glad that that came through huh. in the film. Huh. That's yeah. why it's the worst kind of fans. It's like, what do people like? Okay, let's just do that, but like, not like forget like how the buildup is like what makes it meaningful. 
Because, like, with Justice League, like, those big moments in, like, Justice League, like, comics, I should say. Okay. <laughs> is, like, is, like, the, like, years and, like, the things that set up to, like, the big events. And then the movie Justice League and the movie Bad Movie Superman are just the big events with no meaning yes. or context. Oh, yeah. And this is and this movie. And this is, like, yeah. yep. even though there were two movies that came before this. It feels this, like it just came out of nowhere. It's <laughs> out there. And that's it. And that's and that's why from the opening crawl, it's like, oh, okay. The dead speak. Palpatine's back. He's raised dead. Uh... They got a message. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. Y'all check out Fortnite. Like, I, I don't remember anything about any of the opening crawls, but I feel like this one is just asking a lot of you as it a viewer is. to be like, you know that Palpatine's back, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're aware. <laughs> uh, just so we all are queer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like, even, like I, I'm sick and tired of post-credit scenes, but nothing says like they could because they had no idea what the fuck they were doing. Clearly, for the oh third no, movie. because uh, Colin par- Trevorrow, Colin Trevorrow, um, I think it was in the idea to use Palpatine in the ninth one, but Co- Colin Trevorrow, the original guy who was going to direct this, until it found out that he was insane, um, was like Adam, like I don't want Palpatine in this movie. And when he wrote his outline, which apparently he wrote many drafts, but they were all terrible and i'm surprised you know and that's the other thing is like that wasn't gonna be good anyway yeah it wasn't gonna be good anyway but you know if anything if i could picture this movie without palpatine i would it's more interesting yeah it's something because like it just introduces this new villain even though it just feels like yeah it feels like fan fiction Mm. But like bad fan fiction i mean that's true but the and i want to move on with our lives but (laughs) No. <laughs> the biggest thing I can say about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, is one, it makes me feel better as a person, as a human being, as a person who's like just trying to make it out there. Because it, it teaches me that even people are the highest of success, at the highest of power, mm-hmm. can just like, they need to turn in a homework assignment the next day. Because, <laughs> man, boy, howdy. Uh, Could you imagine forgetting that you had to write a Star Wars movie tomorrow? Oh, God, <laughs> and now we gotta get this nut cake too. Oh, damn. <laughs> this is the worst Halloween ever. Um, this movie just made me think of. This is gonna be a bit of a tangent because I know neither of you guys watched this, but in Sherlock, there's one episode in the third, se- yeah, the third season after Sherlock is presumed dead. The first episode is uh, a few years later. And uh, one of the things that keeps happening is there's this, like, Sherlock Holmes is Alive conspiracy theory group. And they all have theories of how Sherlock survived or why he did what he did. And throughout the episode, there will just be scenes that feel ridiculous. And then it cuts out and it's someone reading their conspiracy theory. That's what this movie feels like. It's like one of those. Because, like, there's one where he, like... The, it's just a scene like right up right before he kills himself and then he starts making out with Moriarty and it's like pardon and it's like oh no that was just someone's <laughs> <laughs> someone's uh, crackpot fan theory um, and the, all the Sherlock about, fans out there will know what I'm how'd saying how'd you feel about the Princess Leia stuff George and so that's because because I remember you really liked what Carrie Fisher did in The Last Jedi yeah oh she's fucking fantastic in that movie I think I think that's the best part of The Last Jedi is Carrie Fisher in that movie like okay so here's the problem <sighs> It feels like it's cut together. Yeah. But and the like, fact that the rest of the movie feels cobbled together yeah. doesn't fucking help. Yeah. It doesn't fucking help. It's like they thought of like, okay, what can we make Carrie Fisher say? Like it is very and like work around that. But it is not it is very like well and to be fair, the movie does a lot of these shots where it's like 
Character speaking left, character speaking right, outline of the character. Yeah. So you can say like the most basic like shot. And I get it. You, you had do. yeah shot reverse shot, which I get it. But again, that didn't work because from the start of the movie, I have already let go. Like I, I'm just I in this movie theater. This. Whatever we want to do to me, do to me. I guess <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, and that's the, that's the annoying thing about this movie is that it just feels everything just feels like a waste of time. I don't love Star Wars, but you didn't have to retroactively tell me you wasted your time with all those movies. Ending it now, I tweeted uh, that I was like, man, those Force Awakens trailers at the, back in 2015 were fucking so cool. And it's buck wild to me how excited, even I'm not even a big Star Wars fan, but like the possibility and the excitement that I felt. And just like, I feel nothing. Just absolute nothing. This is all done. Anyways, Little Women. I, I have to say one last thing. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, the gay kiss. I oh, I'm so it it upsets me so much. Yeah, that's what real the, bad. It it was like one thing. It's very easily cut out. They don't allow the characters to be gay, even though they clearly were gay. They gave them both, you know, clear hetero romantic relationships, even though. I'm so sick of these big, like, Disney movies being like, here's our one, like, quick step into, like, appealing to, you know, this big audience of people who feel undervalued in culture. And every time we make a big movie, we're going to have one small little thing that we can easily cut out. It doesn't... I'm so sick of the one small step. Just make someone Let me tell gay. you about brands. Let me tell you about corporations, oh baby. Um, it was very much, again, yeah. It was the very much like uh, HR coming to the fucking, probably at your co- company jobs. Like, oh, yeah, so uh, where, where, where are these rainbow pins here? We think it's going to be really, really support the brand or whatever the fuck. It's, <laughs> it's hard to be mad about that just because the whole movie is so fucking cynical yeah. and a product and a commercial and nonsense that at that point I was like, fucking sure, whatever, <laughs> I man. I don't know. The movie ended for me with so many, like, personal fuck yous. Like, the kiss between Ray and Ben, that felt stupid and bad. I hated that. Again, I just laughed. I was like, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I that, was, and I, then... People have asked me how I felt about that, and I went into this movie fully, like, there's no way they're not gonna kiss. Like, this is that movie. This movie's gonna be... And then... I mean, I if you would have like, stopped right. the movie and then pulled me aside and then asked me what do you think is going to happen to those two characters, then I would have said that, I guess. But Yeah. But, I mean, Adam Driver smiled. That made me happy because I like his face. Anyways. He got kicked down that hole. This movie is bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like you were going to say something else, right? Yeah, but, like, it's like that that kiss and then, like, the ending thing felt very... With with her going back to Tatooine, Boy, felt very weird. That was so bad. Fucker. Sweet. Hey, I'm like, shit people around here, man. Who are you? I'm well, Ray, Ray, Luke. Uh. <laughs> it's like, so bad. Like, I could, I could see a world where they write that and that feels good and genuine. Mm-hmm. Sure, you but know. the the movie but, that just happened but like, is not attached no, to that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, if she if she wasn't revealed to be a Palpatine and she just decided, like, that's going to be, like, her name. Man, we can't. We're going to keep on I'm going sorry, if we go I'm with sorry. the Palpatine thing because I can't. <laughs> the Palpatine stuff... <laughs> I it's hate. it's it's bad. It's so bad. <laughs> Who did he fuck? Why I don't get it. <laughs> when that was revealed, I leaned over to Ryan. <laughs> I forgot I did this. I leaned over to Ryan and I 
was like, yo, Palpatine fucks. And then I was like, they're going to make Palpatine a Star Wars story where it turns out he was actually turning into a good guy and that's how he's got his son. And he was like, and then she like left him for some fucking, fucking Chad. Cool Chad. And he was like, Bah! And then he got in a car accident and broke all his fingers. <laughs> so then he became Doctor Strange. Uh, Little women. Little women. This movie's fine. This movie is fine. It's fine. Oh, it's not fine. Timothy Chalamet. No, we can't. I hate him so much. There's so much. He's such a. Anger he's such a. He's such a sickening, gross, disgusting person. Every movie he's in, he's the worst version of a man could possibly be. Little could, women. Could you? Could you imagine? Like, just think about like your like your best female friend in high school and the guy who kept breaking her heart again and again. You kept being like, don't go back to him. He sucks. He sucks. He's miserable. Don't believe him. And like, that's the guy. That's Timothy Chalamet. I hate him. Okay. I deeply hate him. This movie solidified how much I hate him. Florence Pugh plays a 13-year-old girl. (laughs) Little women. (laughs) Little women. We're not talking about the movie with Susan Sarandon. Or, uh, um, oh my god. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, he played Timothy Chalamet. He did play How Timothy Chalamet. How do you feel Shulamol. about Christian Bale? When I found out that he played Timothy Chalamet, I was like, of course he fucking <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> of course he did in 1995. Of course he did. God damn it. Uh, okay, Little Women. Uh, Greta Gerwig. Uh, you may know her as the director of Lady Bird. She has adopted a new version of Little Women with her pals, Ceres Ronan, and uh, the one aforementioned uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, and also Emma Watson's here, and so is Laura Dern again. Oh, and hey, Meryl Streep is here also. <laughs> of course she is. What it's fucking asked. Little Women. Um, yeah, I think, I think this movie's fine. Uh, my, my thing with Little Women, um, it's hard to... And when I was talking to a friend about this... Uh, my problem with this movie going into it, just, it was like, it just seems a little too precious. And guess what? Little Women, a little too precious of a book, just in general. Like, just from the title, you know what it is about. It's about uh, uh, some young girls who learn about life and learn about themselves and learn some valuable lessons about love, life, and family. Uh, and then, you know. I could just watch Pride and Prejudice. Um <laughs> And that's what this movie is. And I think, uh, you know, if, you've seen, if you're familiar with Little Women or saw the 1995 version of that, this is this movie. I think um, I think I like Ceres Ronan. She didn't do anything that blew me away in this movie. I think, I think Florence Pugh is much more impressive, honestly, in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anyone who can pull off playing a 13-year-old <laughs> year old. Yeah. And then cutting her bangs is like, whoa, whoa you're like 20s. Wow. wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Do you remember the scene where like she was in school and I thought it was just like, because it was like a small town, like they just had like people That's like, awesome. in a class. Yeah, right. But actually, she was a 13-year-old girl. So yes, girl. there's a moment where she's like uh, in the school and like she's like with a bunch of other little girls and like Ryan said, it's like, why is she hanging out with all these little girls? And then that's when it hits you. No, she's in school with all these little girls. Cause she's played a 13-year-old girl. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, it did, it's shot well. I I think the costumes are fine. There's only about little women that I find exceptional. And I, I want to read the reviews for this thing. It's like, what is it about this movie that people are so head over heels about? Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's done well. I think it's competent. Um... 
It just feels like a movie, you know. It feels like a movie. Like like the bit, it feels like a '90s movie. It, it does. It's almost like it's a '90s movie as well. Yeah, it just feels like a '90s movie. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. I hate Tim. Maybe I'd like this movie more if Timothy Chalamet. He might have liked it more if it wasn't Timothy Chalamet just being like whimsical and fucking charming and like fucking he's, macking on all of the little like, women. What did he do? <laughs> no, he flirts with every single member. Are you not familiar with Little Women? No. Okay, well, spoilers for Little Women. I'm a Pride and Prejudice fan. So spoilers with Little with Little Women. I forget Wim the Wim. What was his name? Wubsy Wobsy is like uh, a W. Wim. Uh, it's it's Lori. Lori, thank you, Lori. This character is Lori. <laughs> the character of Lori. The whole setup with like Little Women is that Serge Ronan, who's the main, the middle sister. Um, we think that she, him, her, and Lori are gonna hook up, and they have like she's like, I have to be an independent woman. I can't. Timothy but Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Lori. Uh, and because she's like, I love you, and I know we have a thing here. And she's like, I have to go write a book. I have to go be independent. I can't be married to you. Right. Um, and he's all like, because he's so charming and he's so whatever. Obviously. He's a rich, pretentious boy who's had everything handed to him, and you know, and he he's charming get to the all girl. these girls. But it's clearly that series Ronan's get like. Yeah. Yeah. They it, he winds up with Florence Pugh's character, who's oh. the youngest sister, who is a thirteen year old. But like when she's twenty. Yeah. Twenty something. Probably twenty, like, twenty, like 20, twenty actually. Like twenty, that. yeah. Oh. Um and then Sarah's yeah. running gets up with someone else. Oh. But it's just weird because like every time like we go to like one of like the girls like goes off and do his own thing, Timothy Chalamet's character shows up and is like all flirty with them. He's like that he's with so Emma Watson's yeah. character. He's like that with Florence Pugh's character. Because he can't help himself. Right? He just he just can't. He just needs to get in that family somehow, and he will find his way because he's oh, disgusting. Oh, I see. Um, and like, it's just the moment when like he like tries to like get get it with um Florence Pugh's character is so scummy because like I thought it was yeah I mean it it's it's pretty sc- it didn't feel it to me like that's where the characters were going that's yeah. why I felt it felt that like to me. it felt like he was like at the end of his bender and yes. he, and he wanted a way it out it felt like a rebound and this was what he wanted to get with um and he was like oh this will be easy because I know she's into me and I know she's in a very vulnerable place right now so say yes so yeah as and after she did. Uh, after uh, Meryl Streep dies yeah um. Oh, well, no. <laughs> well, Meryl Streep and like her younger sister and her younger sister also and she died. also got oh no broke up with her boyfriend and also she broke up with her rich boyfriend oh no yeah um, yeah so imagine like all that happens to you and like this is really shittiest... just Ryan explaining why he's so mad about it I'm just going to hear say that I feel like the movie didn't do that character those characters arcs it didn't make sense to me that they wound up where they wound up. And it was just felt because Timothy Chalamet plays that sort of charming, handsome boy. Right. That's where it was like, this doesn't work out. This feels not great. I see. Anyways, that's yeah. Little Women. It's fine. Huh. Uh, Laura Dern's in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and she's a very Laura Dern character. Nice. Oh, yeah. She's a very mom. Nice. Uh, <laughs> also, Bob Odenkirk is in this movie. Yeah. He's that's the, the weirdest dad. thing. So he comes out because for the longest time in the movie, he's away at war because it turns the Civil War. Yeah. Um, and then Bob Odenkirk comes back. He makes his surprise, everyone. And then he's all like, my little women! <laughs> but in like a charming way. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, it's just funny that Bob Odenkirk is their dad. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> little women. Uh, to recap, because boy howdy, I feel like we've been talking about... I feel like we're still talking about Star Wars somehow. <laughs> Um, we talked about <laughs> Dark there. Waters. We talked about... What was after Dark... Oh, the two popes? No? 
Yeah. Marriage story. Marriage, marriage story. story. Two popes. Double popes. Double popes. Double time. Double Cats the movie 2019. <laughs> uh, Stare war. Little women. Oh in my god. Fabric. Yeah, in fabric. Uh, Tell we, me about this, you guys, because I did not see this, and I was very interested by the premise of it. Yeah, so it is a, at its face with the trailer, it seems like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It is a horror comedy. Yeah. Uh, it is about a spooky dress. Spooky dress. About a spooky dress at a spooky department store. <laughs> um, Sounds like a Goosebumps episode. Yeah. It's kind of, it's haunted mask-like. Yeah. yeah. It's haunted mask-esque. I would say this is like, like art film goosebumps yeah weirdo sex cult weirdo sex cult that are really into shopping and commerce this is the rl stein (laughs) book that only adults can read so yeah it's pretty much like there's this uh i did not know it was gonna be like a half anthology like a weird yeah i didn't know that either i thought it was just gonna be following i wasn't really on board for it honestly once it switched it's kind of weird i didn't like it i didn't expect that at all yeah i was like wait this is where we're going with this movie yeah okay (laughs) it's just about the dress yeah people don't matter yes yes so the movie sets up like there's this woman uh who is sort of is single recently um she's going she wants to find trying to get back out there. trying to get back out there uh Gwendolyn christie is all like the fucking shopping fucking church and waxes poetic about the shopping experience and how wonderful this dress <laughs> is um just like imagine like she is a she is a saleswoman but like She's a witch. She is a fucking... Well, that's not Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn Christie's the goth lady that's living in the house. Oh! Yeah, you're right. My bad. Um, anyways. But yes, the sales lady is fantastic. The sales lady's fantastic. Um, yeah, and then it goes from there. Like, the the the, ghost, the, the, the dress is definitely haunted. Yeah. Uh, and then there's... If we just follow the exploits of how this fucking dress and this cult um, just do shit, really. Yeah. And stuff happens, and yeah. <laughs> you may be on board with it, you may not be on board with it, but if... It's fun. It's If you like a mood say, board, ooh, yes. that's what this movie some is. Some might say this movie is heavy in style and the atmosphere and tone. It's yeah. It's fun and kind of goopy. It is weird. overindulgent. Yes. Oh, it is very <laughs> overindulgent. Indeed. Um, and it might not be for everyone. No. But I think it's it's interesting enough. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's a very good sequel to Phantom Thread. <laughs> This ghost dress. Anyways, that's in fabric. Oh my god. It's time, George. It is time, and I've already exhausted all my fucking energy. No! Um, so, Come but this on. is supposed to be how you win. Come on. Give me another shot. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have seen that trailer since watching that movie such... 15 more times, and it is even better now that right? I've seen the movie. <laughs> Uh, I was worried that that trailer was going to get tiresome and I was not going to like the movie. So, Turns out, best trailer of the year. So, Uncut Gems trailer is your Knives Out trailer. Yes, it is fantastic. I worked out, I worked, I ran two miles to that trailer before we recorded this Hell podcast. Yeah, um, it is fantastic. Uncut Gems is released onto the, the masses. Uh, Carrie, who saw Good Time. Yes. So you kind of already had an idea. This is good. This is uh, good, time. good time. Uh, I've did you? also seen good time. It is. Yes. This is not a strength for the formula of the. How do you pronounce it? The Saf- Sa- Safety. Safety Safety brothers. Yeah, that's how I pronounce um, it. Anyway. I have no idea. So, uh, you probably you wrote, know you this. You wrote Adam Sandler in the notes. Yeah. Uh, Adam <laughs> Sandler. I, oh, I did. 
Adam Sandler owns a jewelry store in New York City. And in like 2012? 2012. It is very, very specific 2012. Yes. In terms of its energy, in terms of its vibe, in terms of and the, who's this and, weekend and this guy? Who's this, this, you know, this weekend? Up and comer, this weekend guy. Um, so that yes, weird. Adam Sandler. Awesome. Adam Sandler is a jewelry man who is uh, has uh, a gambling problem, mm-hmm. kind of, um, and a lot of st- he has placed some bad bets yeah, in life. Like, he owes some money. To he some owes people. some, and just in life, a lot. He's made some choices in his life. Um, but here comes this opal, this uncut gem, if you will, this titular uncut gem is. that is going to maybe turn things around for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a lot of the stressors in fucking his life are that he's sleeping with some with his employee, mm-hmm. who's uh, Julia Fox, who is absolutely the star of this movie in oh terms of like. God. Yeah. Where did you find this person? Holy right. fucking yeah, shit. Jesus Christ. She's incredible. Um, uh, Kevin Garnett. Okay, so Lakeith Stanfield is also in this movie, who you may know as Knives Out, playing a very different role. Right. Um, and he's got this friend who brings in the high clients. And one of those is Kevin Garnett. Uh, and Kevin Garnett really likes this gem. And he's he, a big fan of The Rock. He's like, a, yeah. like Patrick Wilson. Big yeah. fan of The Rock. Big fan. You guys don't touch <laughs> The Rock. We'd love to touch The Rock. What if Patrick Wilson came into the jewelry store? And, no. and so <laughs> now, now Adam Sandler's dealing with this guy who wants The Rock. And he loaned him The Rock. And he, and he Adam Sandler really needs to sell The Rock to bait back his family friend who he owes money. I think me and Ryan think that it's his ex-wife's sister's husband yes so, okay like they're, they're related ma- by marriage yes by marriage okay I um, he's like god we're family <laughs> come on so it is this give me a thousand dollars <laughs> it is this very eccentric character uh who is just slipping on a banana peel and it is just time, like yeah. slips on a banana peel and falls into another and it all peel. happens very fast it all happens it is all very tense it is all very awkward it is very like i don't know what's happening guys <laughs> um it is a roller coaster of a movie and i love it so goddamn fucking good. much oh my god um and the, the the best thing and this movie is it is it is just a movie about a guy having a really bad week. Yeah. That's all this movie's about, really. It, it, it is similar to Good Time, where that is just Robert Pattinson ruining as many lives as possible over the course of twenty four hours. Yes, yeah. that's what this movie is also. Yeah, it's very similar similar journeys, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Adam Sandler. <sighs> The thing I think the the best thing I can say about Adam Sandler, and I've seen Rain Over Me, and I've seen Spanglish. I haven't seen Punch Drunk Love. Have you seen Punch Drunk Love? I love Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, okay. Okay, so I should probably watch that. It's good. But to me, this was a movie like all those serious roles have always been seen like Adam Sandler doing this serious role. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I can't speak for Punch Drunk Love, but I I like Rain Over Me and I like Spanglish. Um, but that was in those movies. It was still Adam Sandler doing a serious role. And in this movie, he's just Howie the jewelry salesman. Yeah. He completely sold me. I was like, yep. tri- the best, the best praise you can give an Adam Sandler movie is that you forget. I forget it's Adam, Adam Sandler. That's not Adam Sandler. That's that Howie. Has never happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this isn't Adam Sandler. Is fucking bad jewelry time. He's just this is just this fucking Jewish jewelry salesman. Uh, who's married to Adina Menzel. Um, oh, God. 
Yeah, I, I this movie just delivers on it's all of it for so me personally. Good. Um, yeah, Ryan, I know you weren't that big on it. I you like it. I I like I do like it. I acknowledge a lot of its strengths. It's a little too much of people watching basketball oh, for me. It's so to, good, for man. me for me it's to really so like good. push myself like that next level interest just because it's like I can't I can't get into that. I can't get into that world of watching basketball. That's not how you win. That's not how I win, personally. <laughs> that is not you. That is not me, no. Um, the rest of it, I was very much into it. If, if there was less of that, then... I, but that's just a personal taste kind of thing. I can definitely acknowledge, you know, its strengths in other ways. Um, I definitely, you know, enjoy, enjoy, you know, all the gags and the performance from it. Uh, it's, it's pretty good, just not... Just not something I personally want to mm-hmm. check out again. Really, I need to watch it again. Um, I, I think again. Uh, one of my favorite things about this movie is that Adam Sandler's character—he um, doesn't really—he doesn't really have an arc, and I love that about it. Like yeah. towards the end of it, like maybe he's gonna learn something, maybe he's gonna do, and then it happens, and I was like, oh no, where are we going? No, no, <laughs> no don't do that, Adam, you no, dumb bitch. No, we uh, and I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's very George, good. George, why don't you hear that? Because that's how he wins. That is how he wins. Uh, this is no different, baby. But yeah, uh, that that's very similar to Good Time, where you know I should watch Good Time. Yeah, I I, I, I totally <laughs> like it a lot. I like I like it a bit more than this. Um, but yeah, that's the same. Where like this kind of scummy guy, um, ruins people lot, ruins everyone's lives. Much shorter time span. Um, just as like intense and weird, yeah. and a lot of stuff. He's trying to get to... the money in that one yeah. too. Just lots of piling on top of each other. Yeah. The thing that disappointed me about this movie, I think, if I could find some stuff, is that there's not a lot of Idina Menzel. She doesn't have a no. lot to do in this movie. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of like. She does have one of my favorite scenes though, where she just <laughs> busts up laughing in Adam Sandler's face. Oh yeah, face. that's pretty good. And it's like you have the stupidest face I've ever seen, and you're the most annoying person I know. And I was like, damn. That is just accurate. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how she felt when just, Adam Sandler first walked on set. Yeah, like, just, just straight facts. And Weekend, not a lot of Weekend also in this movie. Mm. Um, it's really Adam Sandler, Julia Fox, and Lakeith Stanfield, and Kevin Garnett, I guess, as well. Um, Julia Fox. And Tilda Swinton. Oh, and Tilda Swinton's in it for a second. <laughs> Which I didn't realize until the credits were rolling, and I was like, Tilda Swinton! And then I was like, y'all make so much sense. Of course she was the annoyed British lady on the phone. <laughs> um, we need someone who like just hates the sound of Adam Sandler's voice and then tells me just happened to call yeah. at that exact moment. <laughs> That's another one of my favorite scenes when the secretary's like, okay, I'm handing you over now. And the phone is facing the camera for a second. She's like, oh no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I wanted to... Julia Fox, who is this is her first movie. She plays sort of uh, the mistress here, who works at the jewelry store. Mm-hmm. Um, is I can't tell if she actually likes Howie. By the end of it, when she comes back, I was like, "Why? You must love this motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, you're going, oh, Jesus. I've told Carrie my my favorite scene probably is when she uh, reveals the tattoo. It is like, so good. It is yeah. so good. <laughs> it's just also the same way I felt like there's no going back it just keeps on going yeah. uh, you could have been nicer to me it's just such a so good but um yeah for me it's like I really like The Wolf of Wall Street and one of the breakout performances in that movie is Margot Robbie but when I look back on that movie like Margot Robbie does some stuff but really I, it's a lot of that she's just gorgeous mm-hmm. 
Um, and I, because I was originally, I, I've been thinking like, man, this is like sort of like Julia Fox's like fucking Wolf of Wall Street. But I was like, is that a little bit selling it short a little bit uh, to her? Because um, I genuinely like her fucking character. She plays the fucking 20 fucking New York lady who's fucking taking this guy for a fucking ride very well. Yeah. Um, and she is unbelievably attractive also. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know what I want to say. I just think she's fantastic. Anyways, Uncut Gems lived up to the hype. I love it. It's great. I should watch Good Time, I guess. Yeah. Um, Check it out. Um, well, that's December. It's a big month. Ooh. There's a lot. <laughs> big oof. Big oof for a lot of it. Um, and now we are getting into uh, the best month. The best of month. The year. Okay, so. <laughs> Go on. Go on. So he's guessing. What happens? I feel like we we're talking about like January, right? Booby pee pee poo poo. Am I right, folks? <laughs> um, but also I feel like Disney's dominance of the motion picture business mm-hmm. has sort of broken the month thing because Doodles in this fucking oh, is it January? True, yeah. That's a Universal Pictures, and when I think about that, I was like, you're Universal. You're pretty big. You're nothing. To, but when you look at Disney, it's like. We got nowhere to fucking breathe. They got every every slot. So it's like January, I fucking <laughs> yeah. guess. And Good also, luck. I thought Doodle was a fucking Disney movie also until we saw the trailer. Uh, it looks bad, but it looks like an expensive movie that you wouldn't put in January unless you know it's that bad. Um, anyways, January, The Grudge. I hope this movie's good. I'm excited. John Cho, baby. As someone who has seen uh, The Grudge versus The Rain this year, I'm so excited for some more um, Grudge action because The Grudge versus The Rain is dope as hell. I've only seen The Grudge, the American one, once. I have only seen the one that we watched where it was The Grudge Girl versus yeah. The Rain Girl. It's, it's great. That movie was awesome. That movie was awesome. I haven't seen any of The Grudge movies. The, heard- Grudge, the Grudge, the first Grudge was like on like my like routine like scary movies to watch when I was like a kid. Mm. So I don't know what that did to me mentally. Sure. Yeah. Probably a lot of good things. Probably great I like Sarah Michelle Gellar's a nice lady. I like her. Um, and I remember liking the director DVD Grudge Three movie, oh. and Grudge Two was fine. If I remember correctly, it was an anthology. I was talking to Ryan there. I think it was an anthology, but I can't. I, I don't remember the other two. Anyways, ones. or four. I hope I this, mo- oh this movie. This movie is coming around like tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Which is <laughs> <Almost> wild. Literally. <laughs> which is wild. Again, it's 2020, speech. baby. It's New decade, and we're getting the decade with the grudge. Woo! <laughs> um, what is like a boss? That's the one oh, with Rose Byrne yeah, and, and uh, uh, not Penelope Cruz. Sophia Vergara. No, no, not Sophia Now you're just confusing oh, our no. Latin ladies. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, she's the one from... Uh, Savages. <laughs> she's the one from... That played the taco. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you're not party. helping yourself at all, kid. Selma Hayek? There you go. You got it. I can't remember. I just, I Did you knew that? You're just letting her the drown there. Thing, <laughs> the only thing I remembered her from, and I was like, yeah, obviously, you got her to play the let me. Right, never mind, sorry. To be fair, That's I also okay. confused her, and I, you know, I confused her Penelope Cruz, who I love Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz was like my uh, childhood crush. I love Penelope Cruz deeply, but that is not Penelope Cruz. That is so hype. Not to be confused with uh, the star of Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Is that the one with Penelope Cruz? Uh, no. Dead Man Tell No Tales? Is that the, one? No. the fourth one. Whatever the, bad the fourth one. <laughs> so people tell me. Uh, that's the movie comes out. It looks fine. It doesn't look for me. 
It doesn't look hustle bad. No. <laughs> Um, it's just like they're starting a makeup company and then Salma Hayek. I like Rose Byrne. Gives them money. I'd like to see Rose Byrne. Remember Rose Byrne getting her start in Insidious? Yeah. Ooh, that was good. Yeah. Good times. Underwater. Ooh, good times. <laughs> this movie has been delayed for like three years. <laughs> so it's probably not great, I would say. It also has TJ Miller in it, so that's rough. Um, but I'm excited for no other reasons um, that need to be said. Conceptually, on the I would I like the pitch for this movie. Conceptually, um, but I don't know. Scary I'll monster watch underwater. It. Yeah, we will all watch it. I enjoy uh, spooky underwater movies. Um, I love that genre. Oh my god, what if this is a Cloverfield movie? Oh, oh why'd you have to do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, that'd be great. That'd be awful. <laughs> Anyways. Right, let's get into Doolittle. This looks let's awful, right? It looks pretty bad. This looks like horrendous. Let me tell you someone who thinks this movie looks good. Your that parents? is That's my roommate. Oh. My roommate and our friend Zach oh. is like, this movie looks For good. a second there, I forgot who Zach was. <laughs> wow, you had a really good life there for a couple seconds. Uh, like, <laughs> that's my roommate. You have a roommate? Shout out to Zach. Yeah. But he says, like, that looks really good. I was like, no. Oh, did he say that when watching Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like, pretty no, good, actually. No, it, it looks... <laughs> as soon as the trailer's like, is that a dragon? That's a dragon. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> this looks horrible. This looks so It has expensive. pan energy to me. It has Ooh. pan yeah. energy. I also don't understand the voice Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> is doing. Are you about to say De Niro? Yeah, almost did. Almost did. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Pattinson. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I've never get that guy. Robert Pattinson talks to animals. Oh, my God. Now, that's a movie I'm pitching. <laughs> I, it's only seagulls, and he's uh, only yeah, pissed. It's, it's called New Moon. He talks yeah. to the werewolves. <laughs> what a terrible movie New Moon is. Yeah, it fucking yeah, sucks. It's, it's the, the worst one. one. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Man. Bad boys. For life, right? That's the song. I've never seen any of these movies. Me either. <laughs> but if they're putting this in January, that does not speak well. It's coming back. What if I said there's going to be a YouTube video on Will Smith's channel oh. about he the behind the scenes? He just uploads the whole movie. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sure Bad Boys is actually pretty good, and I would like it. But it's such. It feels like such an old thing. Mm. It's like pretty. Like, like, isn't isn't the guy like it's Will Smith cop and Martin Lawrence cop, and that's just Michael it? Bay? Yes. Oh. It was like one of the, like, it's like that, The oh, Rock. Oh, no. Um, oh, the Rock no. is a great movie, I've heard. Listen, there was a part where, like, Mike, like Hideo Kojima, there was a part where Michael Bay was, he was, he was, he didn't know who he was. He didn't know, like, the, you know what, never mind, I almost fell death stranding there. Um, never mind. What is, oh, this thing. VHS. VHS. I saw, we saw the trailer. Yeah, you would have seen it before on Cut Gems, right? Yes, there's a yeah. trailer. And I was like. I saw that trailer and I was like, okay, oh, it would be oh, that. Oh, damn. Yeah. Because <laughs> it looks great. It's so, like all shot on VHS and uh, and it's it looks like it's just the kids accidentally filming over their parents' wedding tape. Yeah. But there's all these weird things. Like a lot of weird public access. Yeah, like, like, fucking... like, w- like Antiques Roadshow, but yes. murdery. <laughs> and, and it looks amazing. This looks exactly like my brand. Yeah, it looks like it's like a shot on Shidio sort of yeah. horror movie, but the concept is that it is sort of like... It's just it, it a knows montage. it's on VHS. It, yeah, yeah, it's a montage of this all these weird things that these kids are recording. Yeah, it looks fucking great. Yeah, uh, 
I assume since Alamo did a whole big deal with it, it'll be out at Alamo in January. So. I hope so. I'll they be even there. had the fucking uh, quiet thing as it. The whole like right, yeah, the don't talk. And they only said the name of the movie once. And I was like, yes. Oh. Um, boy, howdy. Ugh. I can't Ugh. stand this. The gentleman. This this, this looks unbearable. Like, annoying. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Mm. Every time the show, I was like, "Please end, please stop." Is this also a Guy Ritchie? Movie this is a Guy Ritchie. Yeah, okay. Oh, what is this yeah, yeah. Guy Ritchie? Oh my god! Yeah, this I couldn't, Guy I couldn't remember if it was actually Guy Ritchie or like had so much Guy Ritchie energy. Well, it's got it just. It's just now I just associate Charlie Hunnam with, with Guy yeah. Ritchie. Um, uh. I don't know. Matthew McConaughey sells weed, but he's like a gentleman. <laughs> No what do you mean? Like, you could about. be naming eight different movies right now. <laughs> you could be naming real life right now. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't uh. be surprised. No, he's a fisherman. He's oh, looking for true. justice. That's true. I don't even know what to say about this movie. This movie actually. looks annoying. I'm sorry that this podcast has been maybe incoherent with all of us talking about cats and Star Wars and oh. fucking gems and Julia Fox's ass. <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about her ass. We did not talk about her discussion. ass. It is it's unbelievable. <laughs> it is unbelievable. <laughs> and I'm glad I wasn't the only one who thought that because I saw it. No. Like, I was 100%. Like, I was like, what? I was like, Whoa. <laughs> Um, anyways, um... What's the turning again? So this is Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. Is oh, per- yeah. Spooky. He's, he's a scary child. Um, <laughs> yeah, but talk about the movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know much about this. I just been, they've been upping... You know, it's Jan- when you got those January high-quality horror films, Hell you yeah. see those ads Hell fucking everywhere. Yeah. And that's how you know it's a good movie. If your coworker is telling you, oh, that movie looks so scary, you know it's a quality January motion uh, picture. A, a young governess is hired by a man who has become responsible for his young nephew and niece after the deaths of their parents. A modern take on Henry James's novella, The Turn of the Screw. Henry James is a good author. Oh. So that's- to be fair, I'm dunking on it, but I think... I- I don't know. It's just because if like if I was to hire a scary person, a scary child, it'd be Finn Wolfhard. It's got the girl from Florida Project in it. She's great. Uh, anyways, I watched this. Yeah, let's watch it. Let's we'll watch Speaking it. Speaking of carry ass movies, color out of space. Whoa. I don't know yeah. if this is. I don't know if this is actually going to come out this month because it said limited and it probably won't come out for a while. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about it. This it's... is a Nicolas Cage, oh. um, H.P. Lovecraft, Lovecraft. <laughs> ass movie. Oh, oh fuck, dude. Yeah, it is, looks... Oh, no, is Nicholas Kids going to say something racist? Oh, no. Oh. Is he going to say something about eight people? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to remember who's on the high again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the horrible thing. Uh, Cthulhu's in the bathroom. He's like, uh, is she, uh, uh, I, I, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, so much. Uh... So it's a story of cosmic terror about the gardener, gardeners, a family who moved to a remote farmstead in rural New England to escape the hustle of the 21st century. Rural they're, New England, okay. Yeah, they're busy adapting to their new life when a meteorite crashes into their front yard. Damn. The mysterious aerolite seems to melt into the earth, infecting both the land and the properties of space-time with a strange otherworldly color. Mandy to, too. To the oh my god. <laughs> to their horror, the gardener family discovers discover that the alien force is gradually mutating every life form that it touches, including them. So this is like that one segment from Creepshow, except everything's oh. pink, <laughs> instead of covered in grass. I mean, it sounds good. It's going to be it awesome. It sounds like great. Mandy Annihilation. 
But also, that could be bad. That, that, that could, could that be could, very bad. There could be someone could, being like, I could do way, that. I bought our Nicholas Cage, yeah, this, this, how much does that motherfucker own the IRS? Yeah, this, yeah, this 100% could be someone who watched Mandy and could be like, I, I got this in the bag. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but if it's not, holy then, yeah, shit. Sure. Um, oh, this is fun coming out, huh? Yeah. Gretel and Hansel. Which, for some reason, when we went to see Cats in Star Wars, had the huge cardboard standee yeah. in the lobby. That's really weird. We were like, whoa. <laughs> it was a big all... cardboard cutout of the part from the trailer where the witch is pulling the yeah. hair out of her mouth. And it was just, like, over by the ticket kiosks. And we were like, damn. So this is a <laughs> Hammer production. Yes, Did they're we... back, baby. I don't even know if that name means anything anymore. Because they they've they been sense. around for a while, and they haven't put out anything that's been... No. Yeah. Um, uh, fill me in. I don't know what that is. Hammer. They so back in the day they used to be like um, a big horror like the Chris the oh, Christopher Reeve Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. So they did sort of. They like, were the platinum dunes of their day. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're sort of like your fucking not your grandpa's Universal Picture monster nice. movies. Okay, sort of like violent. Yeah. Like horny booby. Like yeah. Horror movies. I, see. I know that like Christopher I know that... Reeves is a fucking sexy old vampire, and you're like a, a buxom, helpless lady, and she's gonna turn. He's gonna turn you into a vampire slave. Nice. Um, that's what they used to do, and they brought back that label at some point to put mm-hmm. out some smaller horror movies. They brought uh, back. They did the Let Me In remake. They did do um, Let Me In remake. Yeah, and that's probably the most notable thing. That, it's probably that probably. Yeah. I don't. They, maybe they're putting out the Lodge. It's the Lodge maybe. this month. That was supposed when to be the fuck is the coming out, yeah, man? Yeah. I think I, it got moved to February. I think so, yeah. Because I, I know people have that. seen it and they're like, man, that movie's good. Um, anyways, Gretel and Hansel. <laughs> I don't know anything about if this movie's good or not. It kind of seems bad, but it, maybe it's, it's fine. got Sophia Lillis in it yeah. of It fame. What is She's weathering good, with like, you? Oh, that is the, um, the follow up to uh, Your Name. Uh, same director, same. Oh, um, I got tickets for this already. <laughs> what? My little, I was gonna tell you and Lauren. Uh, my little brother was like, "Yo, can you please take this movie as anime?" And I was like, sure. "Wait, so you bought me a ticket already?" I don't. Oh, I was gonna tell you and Lauren. Oh, so this is a great reminder. Yeah. That, after, guy- after this, tell me where you're sitting, and I will buy the ticket. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, I'll pass, but thank you. Aw, but it, it's it's very. You don't want to go. We should watch a late night with this. What if someone dies and someone starts crying in the background? <laughs> but uh, it looks very pretty. Uh, same same style. A lot of like water. Makoto effects. Shinkai. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. He I got to He is great. He's a fantastic uh, director, auteur of the craft. Uh, <laughs> I know. I hate that what too. The fuck? But it looks it looks super cute. Um, and I love your name a lot. Um, so I'm excited to see yes. you know what uh, what is going on now. So yeah, uh, I can tell you I'm watching that. So there you Great. go. Anime still in 2020. You bought tickets to it before. To be fair, again, this is how Premiere happened also. I was like, uh, fucking, I don't know, sure. And then I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then I see a bunch of anime nerds. It's like, why isn't it showing in my theater? I was like, oh, yeah, I saw that thing. It's, uh, it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's pretty pretty. Anyways, that is uh, December. Again, apologies that this episode has been sort of incoherent. I'm, I, I, I got Star Wars and Cats and... Gems. And gems. Booty. You guys talk about booty for a lot. We talk about booty for a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we well, talked about it for like twenty seconds. To go back to that. For back a to the booty. <laughs> back to the. Um, she seems like a nice lady. Um, but my favorite thing about it, and I said I joke like, man, that lady's about to blow up on Instagram. And all her Insta and like everyone said like her Instagram is pretty normal. 
Mm. It's pretty fine. And this is just a bunch of people disappointed and just being like, you capital, there's money here, lady. <laughs> Money's on the table. You're just leaving it. Anyways, um, she did coke with the weekend at some point. Nice. Um, anyways, we are at the end of the year. Uh, we... At the end of the decade, my man. Oh, yeah, yeah, we are. Best of the decade list coming. All right, 2010... I feel like, honestly anything before 2014 <laughs> feels like a shit show. Um, is there anything actually 2010 from you guys? I don't think so. In 2010, um, I want to say Scott Pilgrim come out 2010. I think that was 2011. Oh, not on my list, so I don't know. It's 500 uh, Days of Summer in 2010. No, also not on my list at all. <laughs> Uh, anyways, like I was saying, uh, it is time to reflect on the year beforehand uh, and talk about. And discuss finally what are the best motion pictures. Black Swan. I need to rewatch that. I haven't seen Social Network either, and I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I've seen Inception. Remember Shutter Island? (laughs) I remember the end of that movie. I never saw the whole thing. Anyways, I I keep getting distracted. Um, End of the year stuff is happening, Uh, which means that we are going to record those soon. We're going to meet in our our exciting uh, special chamber. Where we do the science, where we uh, measure, we bring our abacuses and weigh, <laughs> is the Rise of Skywalker better than the Gallows Part 2? Which we also saw. We didn't talk about it here. We saw the Gallows Part 2. Uh, it's a movie. Doesn't take place in Nebraska. It doesn't. Fucking sellouts. Ah, oh, get out of here. But uh, yeah, we'll be meeting to, to determine the best movie of the, of, the, of the year. And when the white smoke comes out, we have determined it. But if the black smoke comes out, we're still... I was, still gonna, talking I was gonna go about with the tall grass. That's, that's the two popes joke. For the... <laughs> I was going with the tall. We'll, we'll go into the tall grass, and we will not emerge until we've either killed oh, each other ooh. or uh, find out the, the best. Rock. Touch <laughs> the rock. <laughs> Again. Or ate a baby. Um, or the the think about this. We did all three. <laughs> so all is to say that the January episode will be late, but before so you will probably get our best of before the January episode. I believe. Uh, I'm still not sure that 2020 is actually happening. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Again, apologies if this was an incoherent episode because I'm exhausted. And we talked about a lot of stuff. Marriage story. Um, at some point, we talked about two popes. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, though, tell a friend. Let them know that, hey, these guys are very loud about movies. So that probably means that they have good opinions about movies. Correct! <laughs> <laughs> So yes, if you could share the show, that'd be great. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, You can follow one Ryan Lance uh, and get a sneak preview of where his alliances lie and where his cards are for these best of deliberations. Uh, Where they can find you on Twitter and Letterbox, Ryan. On Twitter, it is at Mr. Pip Official, and on Letterbox, it is at Film Piece. Um, ask me how I feel about uh, Paddington 2 Ooh. I'll say good good movie Carrie you've seen a lot of movies uh, oh. if you if, if folks would like to see where a lot of those movies rank uh, or just ask you questions uh, about motion pictures in the year 2019 what's your address <laughs> where can people find you uh, you can find me on Twitter at K-A-R underscore E Lyles, L-Y-L-E-S or on Letterboxd by just searching my first name Carrie K-A-R-R-I-E it is a shame that Brightburn was probably a... Well, I don't know. Do you think that uh, karmically and maybe in some... Mon- I don't even know how you measure it. Do you think Elizabeth Banks got more out of oh. Charlie's Angels or Brightburn? Monetarily? I, th- I guess. <laughs> probably Brightburn. Brightburn, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, 
Bright Fern is is all right. I want to see it still. It's it's got some fun gore. I hate it. Oh boo! <laughs> oh boo! Ryan hates the bad movie. Boy, yeah, but also oh. Ryan likes the bad movie, which is the butt movie with, <laughs> about lady spies. <laughs> See, that's Ryan's favorite butt of the year. Yeah, you went off on us about talking about butts. All right, all right, all right, George. Stewart's George, George, where can they? George, <laughs> where can they find you at? Uh, at Jake Cruz Oliver twenty six. Where I'm now, I'm just I'm on the letterbox boat, baby. Yay! Uh, so if you want to bother me there, see what uh, boy howdy, it sure is easy to lose time in that. Uh, and see what my opinions on motion pictures are. You can find me at J. Cruz Alvarez on there. And on Twitter, I mostly talk about video games. Um, there's a, Folks are also talking about the best video games. I think it's been a better year for movies than it has been for video games. Hmm, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, uh, until then, until that smoke rises, um, we'll see what is the best, what is the... Um, I don't know. I don't got anything. I'm very tired. I'm, just, I'm really just thinking about Jay Fox's butt. Nice! Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, until the next time, we will see you then. <laughs> <laughs>